Hey guys, uh, welcome to a, another episode of Tribe of Nerds. Um, I just wanted to say it from the top, this is our Hawkeye episode 5 recap, just over episode 5 of Hawkeye. Uh, this is be, being recorded before JJ and I have seen uh, Spider-Man. Um, so, and, Which we're going to see today. Yes, so very excited for that. Obviously, um, that podcast won't be out till uh, the spoiler embargo ends, or the courteous spoiler embargo ends, which won't be till next week, or sure. after Christmas, probably. So that that's the plan for that, and also the Hawkeye finale next week, so we'll try to figure that out, how to finish but anyways, that's the plan. Um, so when you're hearing this, it'll probably be either tomorrow or Sunday. Um, but uh, we're so yeah, let's talk about Hawkeye episode five, JJ. So what were your Im- uh, spoiler-free impressions first of all of this episode? Spoiler-free. Um, I thought there were some nice moments for Hawkeye <laughs> on like n- not really character development at this point, but just like. Um, how this whole situation is really affecting him and his mindset regarding his family. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know Yelena's in this episode because the last episode. Right. Just kind of the the ties that he has to Natasha and how he comments on those in this episode are nice too. Right. And of course you've got the quote unquote big reveal uh, at the end of the episode that we'll get to. Um so that's going to be exciting to talk about the ramifications there, and we'll see if maybe there's a little more payoff and another big reveal in Spider-Man tonight um, to go with it, but we'll, we'll see. Um, all right, so my my impressions, yeah, the, the big reveal was awesome, um, and yeah, like you said, I mean, the whole moments with Natasha um, were really, really nice. Um, I, like... I just like that this series has really gone into who Clint as is as a person, um, and like we're still getting stuff from Kate. I mean, I don't think they've really underdeveloped any of the characters. I feel like I know who these characters are at least. I mean, I guess maybe you could say um, all they've done with Jack is make him look as suspicious as possible every single episode, but like generally you still know what they're trying to do with like all these characters so yeah um on the you mentioned that like they didn't do as much with kate this episode it this episode felt more about clint than any of the other episodes in my opinion Mm -hmm. because it's been very kate centric up to this point but this one has seemed very uh clint centric right which is which is nice and i'm I'm interested to see how the finale ties up this show. Uh, I assume we're not going to get a second season of this. I, the only the only shows I think that have got announced for second seasons of themselves are Loki and What If. So, um, but I mean, six hours of or not six hours of content, but six episodes of content that are all like between forty and fifty minutes. That's really the equivalent of like two and a half movies anyway so right. we don't really need a whole lot more hawkeye content um at this point he's gotten as much as some of the other solo avenger trilogies right well and it makes sense for him being one of the original six as well right so um all right well let's get into the episode some more um really the episode starts off the major thing is yelena we see her uh on the mission from black widow of like she's her and some other black widows are going to help 
other former Black Widows snap out of it um, with the antidote, but the one they go after turns out to already be snapped out of it, I guess. Right. And, um, and then we see that Elena goes to wash her hands and she ends up getting snapped away. And I loved like the visual of this where it's like, she snaps away and like for them, it's basically like, it feels like you're going for a snooze for a short time. But like when she comes back, it's been five years and you see like the whole like wallpaper in the bathroom change. And I really liked that visual. And I liked how everything post Endgame has kind of like shown this visualization of the blip and everything so yeah i uh i don't has it shown anything like that in the other shows yet so wandavision had monica rambo and they had like this whole scene where um where everybody in the hospital in a hospital came back because monica was there with her mom was supposed like five years ago but she came back and her mom ended up had ended up dying of cancer Gotcha. And so they did that, and the hospital scene was just hectic, like, because of that and everything. But they didn't really show it from the perspective of someone who blipped, did they? I'm trying to think. I mean, I get they had Monica's reaction because she had just come back, so technically. Gotcha. Um, and then they had Far From Home had, like, the more comedic of, like, high school students. Yeah, but that that's not really how I mean it, because oh, that was, yeah. like, other people seeing the blip happen. Right, right, um, right. This was really interesting to me just to see it from Yelena's perspective, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was kind of weird that the room slowly changed. To mm-hmm. me, it seems like the room would already be changed, and then she comes back and is like, whoa, I'm in a different place now. Um, Mm -hmm. but like her seeing it change is not how I expected that visual to happen. Um, but it it was cool. It was a pretty cool special effect. I liked it. Yeah. I, um, I'm trying to think also, I think Falcon and Winter Soldier also went into like what happens with the people who kind of survived the blip. Like it went into that and like what happened when like Sam was gone because he has it, you know, it's real to you as like a sister in the, in the Falcon Winter Soldier. Right. And so, um, I, that, so uh, the other shows have touched on it, I guess. So, yeah, it's kind of interesting. You said the hospital, uh, scene, and I know this is off topic of Hawkeye, but, uh, it makes me wonder, like, the, some of those beds are probably in the exact same spot and like for someone to blip back into the exact same location as someone else is like what happens with that because it's not just like you're next to somebody like literally they're in the spot that you're coming back to mm-hmm. um i don't know if any of that got shown but that's just a thought yeah Back to Yelena, though, uh, I did get kind of confused this episode with her having been hired by Kate's um, Kate's mom, right? Yes, and in Black Widow, we had Julie Louis-Dreyfus, Val. Right, which is like, that seems like a, uh, a plot hole to me with the two different people. Also, it doesn't really seem like Yelena would need to get hired from this job right. if Val is putting her onto Hawkeye's trail as having been the one who killed Black Widow. So yeah. I... I don't know that whole all th- that whole thing seems a little messy. I hope it gets more cleared up next episode. I would hope so too. I mean, I would I would hope Val. I would hope Julie Louis Dreyfus appears again in, at the end of this show because I, I mean, I think she's been great so far from what she's appeared in, and I I'd, I'd like to see more of her and get to know this character and what her plans are. Yeah. So because she's clearly around for the long haul of this of the MCU now. Um, right, yeah, because this has uh, more wide-reaching implications now. So right, so um, and then after that, um, 
really the um so then we see clint goes to stay with grills the larper um in his apartment where grills offers him his bed or the couch and he's like clint's like no i'll take the bed after he's uh grills doesn't want him to take a hotel yeah well he said he takes the couch but yeah yeah yeah, uh i really like grills grills is a really he's just a really nice dude um and uh it's the whole like him and pizza dog together that's just kind of wholesome um i it's wholesome side characters they didn't give us the costumes they didn't give them to us and i'm upset about that but it's all right we'll see him next episode but like that makes me think are we just going to see him next episode and then not really see him again what's next for hawkeye i guess we'll have to see in next episode Right, I I don't know if he's going to die or if he's going to like actually retire for real this time. <laughs> but he's retired a few times at this point, right? Really. And come back, yeah. So like, I don't really see him being done until he's dead. Uh, but I also don't see him dying this series. If he did, whoa, that would be huge. But right, that'd well, be a good way for Kate to take on the mantle. Right. Well, it's kind of like with Tony Stark through and his arc in Endgame. It's like he didn't stop going. He kept. Uh, coming back and like didn't stop going until he died yeah yep so and i i really feel like for most of the avengers that's kind of the drive (laughs) um thor and hulk maybe not quite as much but right we'll see more of them in love and thunder and she hulk so right but cap's the only one who truly got retirement right when he went back to live with peggy right so um yeah, I mean, again, we talked about girls. I think it'd be fun to do, like, a ranking of all the wholesome side <laughs> characters. Like, Luis, Grills, Jimmy Woo, um, uh, Ned. Um, I, th- I think I think we could, you could make, we could make a pretty comprehensive list of all the side characters. Yeah, on the topic of Ned, this is totally random, but something I was watching for Spider-Man, it was, like, cast commentary. Um... Uh, Tom Holland and I think his name is Jacob. Jacob Adelon, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they they were joking about how they wanted to do the, the upside down kiss. Upside down. And he's like, "Come on, Jacob!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. funny. The the chemistry between those two actors and Zendaya. All three of them. Great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I'm excited because I loved Zendaya and Tom as well in Far From Home. I like. That was an, another huge improvement over Homecoming for me because their, you know, the relationship actually felt important more so than where Homecoming just did. You know, they only had Liz as a love interest because of Vulture. So right, right. But anyway, enough of the tangent to <laughs> other MCU stuff. But we're in it. You know, we talk about all about everything in the MCU. So, um, all right. So uh, then. Uh, you have, um, Elena comes to talk to Kate, uh, over macaroni and, you know, we get more of this motivation, more of Elena's humor, um, because she is a very, uh, you know, sarcastic, uh, witty character. Um, so I really enjoyed this conversation, um, and, um, you know, I I don't know that we've necessarily gotten a character like Elena who's, like, she knows how to, like, kill people. She's a very skilled assassin skilled uh uh, character and but she's able to also be like a funny character so it's an interesting mix yeah i mean to me i this just kind of felt repetitive of the other marvel movies (laughs) that's fair type of sarcastic 
wit that they do all the time. That's fair. Um, so this scene just didn't do it for me, to That's be fair. honest. Uh, especially since Kate is already basically that character, and now you're bringing in another character just like Kate in, in like, the way that they bring humor to the more serious things. But that's okay. I mean, it was an important exchange, for sure, uh, like, plot-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I still enjoyed it. I don't know. I It's not the worst interaction I've seen in the MCU, so... Right. Um... All right, and then um, you have Clint at the Avengers uh, Memorial, um, and, you know, he's talking to Natasha, and it turns off his hearing aid even to do that, and and this was a really important moment, and I thought it was really cool to see this memorial of the original six after the Battle of New York, and just to have Clint have this moment with Natasha and kind of a little bit... I I don't know if it's... It seems like a little bit of closure, so... Yeah, it is a nice moment. It's kind of a way for him to connect with, uh, like, a, a not really a sense memory, but, like, he was in this place with her and we saw it. So it's just more than just, like, just him having that bond with her. Um, but, like, I do like the way that this show in general has gone into how that death has affected him (laughs) because there aren't a lot of characters who were very close to Natasha. Mm -hmm. And so this is the show that we're going to get the effects of that. We got Tony a lot already through Spider-Man. Right. Um, So now to see this is good. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really nice to see when these characters are so impacted by another character's death. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, and then Clint, uh, says that he's sorry for what he has to do, tells his wife that he's going to end it, um, before the big man gets involved, um. And then he does. <laughs> yes, we'll talk about that shortly, but Clint tries to end it, puts on the Ronin costume, and basically, uh, goes to end it with Maya at, at the, um, at the sales company, which is also called Fat Man Sales, um, <laughs> And, um, you know, Maya's expecting him to show up, but I, I thought it was cool how, like, he's, like, taking out, uh, Kazi and all of her, and all of, uh, Maya's, um, tracksuit, all the tracksuit mafia, and, like, the fact that I thought it was interesting how eventually she notices that they've all been taken out, but she can't hear it, so he's able to take them. Right. That kind of felt like a scene out of Batman movie, yeah. To be honest, uh, just the the way that he was doing, but it's kind of cool that he takes on this different persona and uh, and like style with the Ronin costume <laughs> too. Uh, it's almost like he becomes a different hero entirely, right? And so it's very very interesting and really the big important thing is he takes off his mask and is basically trying to like close it out with Maya and be like, "Yes, I killed your father, but." your boss had an informant that tipped me off. So I like he want your boss wanted your father dead. Yeah. This is going to have big implications for uh, Maya and Kazi for sure. I worry though, that with a 45 minute episode or about that, we're going to not going to have enough time next episode to deal with Yelena and with Maya and Kazi and with Kingpin, who's now been revealed. Although Kingpin and Yelena are kind of connected, but like, there's just a lot there now to have this more major subplot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of just, that's how this show is really, 
I, that's how all the shows have been, unfortunately, is, like, I feel like they build up to a lot, and then the finale just kind of drops the ball a little bit. Um, it, you know, certain things the finales do fine, but then, it, like, in terms of their main characters, but then they just drop the ball with all the plot threads they're trying to com- conclude. Yeah, like, this really feels like it could be another few episodes, not just one. Like, I, I could see another three episodes out of this with what they've built up to. Um, Kingpin's introduction also begs some other questions, too. What history does Hawkeye have with Kingpin? Right. Um, he was talking to Laura about him just as the big man, which clearly means that she un- she knows who he is, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, what does she know about him? Also, like, just... Her history in general with things, it, does Clint just tell her everything, or does she have some sort of experience in the field herself? I mean, we talked about this last week, but there's been people speculating that she's the character Mockingbird who had a, se- a secret past as well and was a colleague of Clint's before they got involved with each other romantically. Right, but like certain comments this this episode too make me think that even more so. Like, yeah. you know I understand that better than anybody else does. So, like, why does she understand more than anyone else, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to this. I also wanted to mention, uh, you know, Kate tells Eleanor that what uh, they found out about Jack, so she has Jack arrested. I did want to mention that, too. Right. Um, and it, I still, like, and clearly we see that Eleanor is, is has been involved with this, obviously, with Kingpin and everything at the end of the episode, but I think that... I st- still think the way Jack even is like, you know, I'll uh, I'll get out of this and I'll still be at your Christmas p- I- party. I-, I feel like Jack, I-, I feel like Eleanor like helps Kingpin carry this out from what it seems. And Jack still killed Armand with uh, Hawkeye's Ronin sword. But that um, obviously Eleanor is using him as this Jack as the scapegoat, clearly. Right. Yeah. She that that would make a lot of sense. I also, though, like through Jack being arrested and everything, it <clears> seems like Eleanor and Kate got closer together, but now we dropped this bombshell. Like, what's that going to mean for that relationship? Oh, I'm very interested in that. And But then again, it's like, how are we going to have enough time for all this in the yeah, finale? Unless they make it like an hour and a half, but even Which then... they won't, unfortunately. <laughs> right. It I, might be a little longer. Like, I could see it being like 50-something minutes, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying from experience with the other shows, like, they... I wish they would make them longer, but they haven't yet, so... I... I doubt it, but... Also, I mean, we can make... We can cover what we think might be post-credits next week in the predictions, but... Are there usually post-credits in the final episode? Yeah. In okay. all the shows, there's been a post-credit. Loki was the only, Loki teased season two for its last post-credit, but generally every show in the last couple episodes or in the last episode has one or two post-credits. Okay, I haven't missed any post-credits this season. No, have I? no. Okay. We, this episode, we'll cover... It just had the credits and the big... Yeah. That, that's... Because I, I always check, so... And I was surprised to not have a post-credit scene in this episode, but also we had the big reveal anyway, so it was kind of like... We didn't really need one. So. Right. So, um, so yeah, so then Kazi has the thing where he basically sp- sort of spills the beans, and Maya just kind of shrugs it off, because I guess she doesn't believe him, but definitely lets us know, like, okay, Kazi is definitely the informant that Clint just mentioned. He certainly seems like it, yeah, from what Maya's going on about. But I, at the same time, I feel like that could be 
another bait and switch like maybe he's not there's not a whole lot we've had to go on yet with this yeah well it's just like he's like well you know she's like why didn't you show up that night or whatever and he's like i didn't get the call and i don't know it just that yes it could be a bait and switch but just like i think jack's still involved with what happened with armand i think that oh sure i mean he for sure like he owns the shell company yeah so like he's guilty in some way of something Mm -hmm. but like also maybe kazi really just didn't get the call maybe kingpin set him up to be a scapegoat for exactly this Mm -hmm. um or maybe uh someone else was the informant what if maya's father was the informant that would be crazy um that wow so, uh, but yeah, there's a there's a lot that could be there. It's just we don't know till we know, you know. I mean, I I'm just confused why her father would want to die that way. I mean, I just I don't know. That is interesting to think about, though. I mean, I I guess I could see it maybe, but I don't know. Um. So then Grills has the outfits we don't see, as you mentioned, and obviously we get the phone uh, picture of Vincent D'Onofrio as kingpin, and this is just huge because we've obviously been talking about these rumors for weeks and we weren't sure because sometimes rumor the rumors always haven't been true for mcu stuff um sometimes i mean i'm trying to think of like specific examples where they weren't right but i can't quite think of any um at the moment but i don't know it's cool to see it and it really gives me hope for tonight's spider-man and those rumors being true. Which... Yeah, we could see Matt Murdock tonight, potentially. Um, it does also make me wonder, is Daredevil now canon to the MCU? Because mm-hmm. in the past, the Netflix shows have been stated not to be canon. Mm-hmm. And even though Vincent uh, D'Onofrio is playing Kingpin in the MCU now, that doesn't mean that the Daredevil Netflix series is canon. I don't think it is. I don't... I think, like... That wasn't even made by Marvel Studios either. I mean, it was made by Marvel TV. And I just think, I think at this point, I think Kevin Feige is perfectly fine using these same actors because they were really good in their roles. Yeah, and I mean, Vincent D'Onofrio and Charlie Cox are like two of the most fan-wanted characters to come from any non-MCU production into the MCU. I think uh, beyond them, John Bernthal as the Punisher is probably the next most loved. Yeah, I I could see that. I've heard good things about John Bernthal as the Punisher as well. Um, yeah, I, I just never got into the Netflix series, but I've heard some good things about some of them, and then not so great things about things like Iron Fist. Yeah. <laughs> I, could, I could see this making them canon as a an alternate universe, though, mm-hmm. using the same actors to portray those characters in this universe. But what I don't want to happen is for this not to be canon and then get a whole new storyline with Daredevil and Kingpin, because that just feels like you're retconning stuff in a way, even though you're not, because it's different universes, but like I don't well, need it with the same actors. With the multiverse, anything is possible. Yeah. Yes, it is, which sometimes can lead to very frustrating things. And we will see tonight if the multiverse ends up happening. I mean, well, we know, <laughs> well, we know, we know what's happening right, with right. the villains, but I'm saying if it... I get... Okay, that was a badly phrased uh, thing, but I mean in terms of... Okay, if we see Toby and Andrew tonight, like sure. we, um, because we know we're getting all those villains, we're getting Lizard, Sandman, obviously, Dot Got, Green Goblin, Electro. Like, we're getting all of them with those... Well, at least Electro, Green Goblin, and Doc Ogg are the same actors. I don't know if 
Thomas Hayden Church and Reese Ivins are coming back. Yeah, I mean, they there might not even be actors for those characters if they're just the villains in CGI. Right, if they're just there as extra villains for that final battle. Yeah, so. when I checked IMDb a while ago, I didn't see them on there either. I'm going to look yeah. that up right now. I don't... Oh, man. I... <laughs> I'd be nervous to check IMDb because of spoilers, man. Well, I won't give you any spoilers, but... Well, but why would you spoil yourself? <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't want to be spoiled that... I, I want to see for sure if those... Because what if I, I, IMDb says Toby and Andrew were in it? it? It very well might, but that's okay. I'm okay with that. Uh, I got Tony Revolori as Flash Thompson. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that... There's I, a Tony in it. Um, it's, I'm not seeing either of those actors, though. Thomas Hayden Church or, uh, there's a whole family of Dunlaps, though, as, uh, a family. Oh, nice. A, a background family, but yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I think they're just CGI. But anyway, so yeah, I mean, there's so much stuff with the multiverse coming into play in the MCU now. So, I mean, again, we're, at this point, we're going to get deep into it. Um, so, all right, well, and then the credits, of course, you have, uh, the Grinch who stole Christmas being Kingpin who stole Clint's Christmas, and you get, uh, the big outline of Kingpin in the background, which is pretty cool, so. Um, and I, I take that as enough of a post-credits for this, because, I mean, obviously it's, it's different than the other credits we've had slightly with that, so. Right. Uh, speaking of being on IMDb... I'm looking at Hawkeye now. I don't know if I saw him on IMDb before, but Vincent uh, D'Onofrio is on IMDb as Kingpin for two episodes now. So. Okay, well, I, I assumed we'd see him in next week. but Right, right, of course, but um, yeah. But, all right, well, let's talk about the predictions for the finale, and um, I don't know, I'm thinking, uh, I mean, we're going to get more Kingpin, we're going to get... I don't know if Clint and Elaine are going to settle their differences. One would hope, but I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if Clint's going to die or live. I think Clint's going to kill Elena. What? I think it's going to be a fight that he can't get through to her, and it's going to be like a kill-or-be-killed type situation, and he's going to feel terrible about it, and it's going to haunt him for the rest of his days. But why would they kill someone that they just set up this year? I... I really feel like they were setting her up to be the next Black Widow. Uh, you know, that could happen, too. That very well could happen. I do feel like we're going to get a disappointing resolution to Maya and Kazi. Um, I feel like there's going to be some stuff that doesn't get resolved with Kate's mom. Um, we're going to see the costumes, finally. Uh, Clint and Yelena are going to fight again. Oh, in yeah. some capacity. They will fight. Um, I, I don't know. That's just a, a, a half prediction. I don't know that Yelena's actually going to die. I don't think that's going to happen, but I, I don't know that anybody's going to die. I I just don't know in a TV show if they'd necessarily have one of these important characters die. But the bigger question is, will Clint make it home in time for Christmas? Oh, yeah, that's what everybody's wanting at this point. Um, I, I don't think he will like, I, I think that Disney will want... Disney will make it happen, but realistically, I don't think he would. 
I don't think so either. I think you're right, probably, but yeah, d- you know, Disney wants everybody to be happy, so. Yep. I mean, it's a Christmas show. Of course, they're gonna get the happy family. I mean, yeah. I guess it's not just Disney. It's any Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, at, at Disney deserves some criticism, but for in this case, I I don't think it's fair to <laughs> land that just on Disney. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, um. I think that's it for predictions. Uh, otherwise, news. Um, we, of course, have Spider-Man tonight, as we've said multiple times. So, uh, Also, um, a trailer drop for Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Um, I'm kind of mad on it, to be honest. I didn't but... like the second one, so I'm... I, like, I wanted to like some of these actors. and I mean, we have Jude Law as Dumbledore, but again, I don't... I, I don't know. Like, I feel like this is good for a girl for Jude Law compared to what happened with Captain Marvel because I think he's better at playing the nice guy than the villain. But, um... I don't know. I And even with Johnny Depp. I mean, now we have Mads Mikkelsen instead of Johnny Depp. Yep. So, We've got a third actor for Grindelwald. Right. Colin Farrell, Johnny Depp, Mads Mikkelsen. Yep. So I I don't know I I'm not um I'm not sure how much longer they can keep Fantastic Beasts going to be honest so yep I mean this is for the money you know but I mean isn't isn't it like a prequel series to Harry Potter Yeah it is um I I kind of like one thing that makes me really uninterested in this movie in particular though is I remember reading the Deathly Hallows <laughs> there was a whole big section about the secret and life of Albus Dumbledore. Um, it was like something that Rita Skeeter had written. And okay. it was just like one of the most boring parts of the book for me when I was reading it. I was also like 16 or 17 at the time, but mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I just feel like I don't need to go into this aspect of the Harry Potter universe. That's fair. I Yeah. I mean, honestly... I mean, we don't even know um, if we're going to get The Cursed Child as a movie either. Yeah, like, whatever happened to that? Well, I mean, we know we're getting the Harry Potter reunion on New Year's, so that's going to be interesting. I might watch that just because, I mean, to be honest, we all grew up with Harry Potter movies, even if, even if we didn't read the books. Right. So, that I mean, I, I read, like, the first three and a half books. I stopped on the fourth one. <laughs> I read them all, but... God, the seventh one was just a slog. I liked the movies, but... Yep. But, I mean, mean, the fact that they were split into two movies pretty much tells me that, yeah, it's a very long book. It's a long book, and Searching for Horcruxes has some very uninteresting bits. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's interesting for a movie, not interesting for a book, I would imagine. Yeah. (laughs) So, um... You know, I, but you know, I, I, it's sad to think about, um, sometimes like movie franchises from when we were kids, but obviously we get to keep talking about the MCU. So at least we have the MCU (laughs) and, um, I guess technically Star Wars is still around, but it hasn't been great recently aside from the Mandalorian and a couple other things. The, the main, the main saga movies have not been great recently. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I've heard from you. Yes. So? 
Yep. I mean, if you listen to the Rise of Skywalker podcast that Josh Gabe and I did, it's literally us crapping on Rise of Skywalker <laughs> for the entire, for like two hours. It's, uh, it's, and I believe it's our lowest, lowest ranked movie on the podcast ever. Wow. I think it got something like a one or something. Wow. That's pretty, <laughs> pretty impressively low. Yeah. It's, it's not great. So, um, any other news? I got nothing. I got nothing either. I'm just ready for Spider-Man. <laughs> so, and we will not spoil anything until next week when our embargo lifts because it's not cool. Don't don't spoil this movie for people. Let I have been actively of trying to avoid spoilers. I'm excited just to see what happens tonight. I mean, I have theories of course, but again, I don't know that half of them are even going to be right. So, and like and like I can see where the story you know, obviously we know things that have already been confirmed, but, like, that's what, obviously what we're meant to know going in. So, all right. Well, I guess if that's it, um, we're going to finish off the year strong with uh, Spider-Man and Hawkeye, and then uh, we will tease what we're doing next year because we've got some uh, new plans. So. Some throwbacks, so, yes. shall we say. Yes, some nostalgia, especially for me. Um, so, going to be fun. See you guys uh, next week on the Tribe of Nerds.